Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dazed and Disturbed, a show where we talk about the horrors of the universe and the things that make our heads go fuzzy. Happy Halloween to all of you. For this special occasion, I wanted to do something I don't usually get to do often. On today's episode, I actually got the chance to do an interesting interview with a very peculiar, very interesting person. I got the pleasure of interviewing a practicing witch. Yeah, you heard me right, a witch. And I had a blast learning the insights on the magical world. So without further ado, enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us, Mercury. I am so pleased to have you. Thank you for having me. For everybody out there in the world, this is my new guest. She claims that she is a practicing witch. Um, bruja, everybody. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? Brujas in 20, what the fuck year is this? 2020. We are, in, <laughs> all, right, bru, all right, all right, witch, how are you doing in a pandemic? <laughs> oh God. So if I'm honest, the entire pandemic has been really draining for my spirituality and my craft. Uh -huh. I'm a very outdoorsy person as other practicers tend to be so shelter oh, in place yeah. and if you're in california like us the smoke and the fire has been not a good combination for all of that you can't we had that day where it, like the world like california was golden yeah the smoke would yeah. just just blurred out the sun so everything just looked pure gold i'm like that's it looked like blade runner and it was really cool yeah um so actually based on that um what made you fall in love with witchcraft um, so I had really contrasted parenting. Um, my parents were never really together, but my father is very hardcore Christian and my mother's a hippie. Um, oh, cool. So I grew up reading tarot. I grew up making astrological charts. I grew up doing palm reading, um, lighting incense, all that fun stuff. Um, so it was from childhood. And then in middle school was when I bought my first tarot deck, um, I'd been reading my mom's astrological books for years. So to me, for a long time, it was just part of my practice. It was part of what I did. I didn't really call myself a witch. Mm -hmm. I actually went through a phase where I was an atheist. Um, I remember. I remember you told me that. <laughs> yeah. And then a few years ago, it kind of just came back to me, and I've been more focused on it, if that makes any sense. Um, focused on it? What do you mean by that? So giving it more thought, uh, devoting more time, doing more research, because before it was like, well, the astrological aspect and the tarot reading kind of just came to me naturally were part of it. And then it became like, how do I connect with other spiritual beings or how do I reach out to other people in the community and find that sense of belonging? Um, so yeah, kind of just clicked again a few years ago. So this spirituality that you're talking about, you actually feel essences and stuff? Yeah. Um, wow. Energies, connections, and sometimes it's strong and sometimes it's small and playful. Um, and <laughs> just tickling your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like, I went on a hike, right? And mm -hmm. I had been thinking about something kind of negative. I was just kind of like in my, my feelings. I was being grumpy mm. and I tripped over something and I kind of laughed because it felt like one of my gods was saying hi to me and being like, yo, chin up kind of a thing. If that makes sense. No, 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 no. You, you, you find the signs everywhere. Yeah. So especially for me, certain parts of nature, like 
being at the ocean or being surrounded by trees or like a very strong San Francisco wind, those feel to me like my spiritual alley is around me. So like almost like the craft, like, ah, oh, the gods of the gods of earth, gods of fire, gods of, what was it? Ocean, yeah. and gods of uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. They use the, the four elements. Yeah. Oh, so is that in your spirituality, mm-hmm. you, you do believe in uh, gods or deity. You have a, a belief system of like deities and gods, right? Yeah, I am polytheistic, so Ooh, cool. I, yeah, so I have a lot none, of... You don't, you don't mean none, most of those people at all anymore. Well, and that's the thing. So in my experience, there's when people start off with witchcraft or paganism, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. they tend to gravitate towards a couple things that are really well known. They tend to gravitate towards like Roman and Greek gods. So a lot mm-hmm. of people like Persephone or mm-hmm. Aphrodite. Um Hot. A lot of people, right. A lot of people fall into Wiccanism, which is a very like, and if there's anyone listening who doesn't feel this way, to me, it's a beginner witchcraft thing. Honestly, I, I feel the same later. way. Okay. <laughs> um, there are people who go darker routes who follow more of like a Luciferian or Anton LaVey style, which can be agnostic or atheistic. Um, and then people like myself will gravitate towards more of like a Nordic Norse as a true path. Um, but I know, I know Catholic witches, I know Mexican witches, I know Muslim witches, I know obviously native American practicers, mm-hmm. like there are thousands of branches. So it's really just like a lifelong exploration to see what clicks. So witchcraft is almost like a, any other kind of religion that you can think of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Witchcraft inherently doesn't mean that you believe in multiple deities. It doesn't mean that you (laughs) sacrifice things. It doesn't mean that you use a (laughs) wand. Witchcraft is just harnessing your own power and the world's power and like living through it. Um, I know Catholic people that see the daily rituals as kind of like their own spell work in a non-blasphemous sense. Blasphemous, Mm -hmm. I can English. So witchcraft or paganism is such a loose, broadly defined concept. It's just, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of wiggle room. You can do just about anything with it. I've met atheistic witches who use it as sort of like a meditation thing. Wow. Or like a mental health thing. Um, They don't believe in like magic, but they believe like if you are focused on a goal you can use certain rituals to kind of propel yourself or stay focused. Hmm. And yeah. can, I, can I ask you a, uh, a like a semi personal question on the mm-hmm. on the basis of religion? I've noticed lately, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's because I've been like observing it more, or I'm just starting to like it's starting to click with me more, or not click with me, but like click with the world around us more. But the Norse religion has yeah. had made a huge comeback. What is that all about? Since you are, you know. A part of that, I think. Um, so in my experience, um, there's been a huge resurgence in general, and I'm sure you've noticed it in like mm. witchcraft and like pagan spirituality the last few years. Like it, it's become, I don't want to say trendy, but sort it of has. we can touch on that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the Nordic stuff, uh, there was a huge span of time where that was well known in Europe, you know, thousands mm-hmm. of years ago, and then it was suppressed. Um, and as we get more resources available, as we have better access to the internet, these things are easier to come by. 
when I was a kid in the 90s, you could walk into like a Barnes and Noble or a New Age bookshop and find books on Wiccan. I still can't find books about Nordic things in most stores, even like witchcraft stores. Um, so I would credit even things like Tumblr, especially for oh, giving a gosh. space for community. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, but that's, that's really had such amazing resources at the time before the Yahoo thing. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Nordic religions as well is there was a huge prevalence where like white supremacist groups took the symbolism. So hmm. there's a, there's a vast span of, I want to say 15, 20 years where they had kind of reclaimed those concepts. And the association was, if you praise Odin or you wear this sigil, you're a white supremacist, which they, they still use a lot of those symbols. Yeah. Um, but a lot of folks have been re-educating themselves and some of the stigmas come away. Um, I'm in fact part of some Facebook groups like uh, Heathens Against Hate or um, there's one that has some Norse symbols, but it's in like rainbows and the trans flag and the BLM flag. Yeah. So So it's trying to be more inclusive now. Yeah. So that's the funny thing is if you look at Nordic religion, not even like witchcraft, if you're looking at the mythos, Mm -hmm. the gods change gender like all the time all the time and they were very fluid in their sexuality and their gender and accepting it it was never an issue and the same with if you look at norse history if you look at scandinavian history they took in people of all religions all skin tones all backgrounds um they were all just they were very accepting people it was just oh are you asian and you want to go on a raid with us great are you a lady can you carry a shield great like Come, come, let's go, fuck up, <laughs> let's go fuck up another town over there. Hurrah! Exactly. So a bunch of cishet white dudes 20, 30 years ago were like, uh, Odin's a great warrior. And so he obviously only loves white people. And that's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. That's just wrong. So people have been able to educate themselves in more recent years. And there was the whole, like, now that's the whole big explosion, like, ah, oh, dreadlocks are back. But not for the not because of reggae, but because the like the Norse like the Norse religion. I've I've noticed that recently in the last like what mm-hmm. three years. Like oh, mm-hmm. dreadlocks are back, and all these like dudes with giant fucking beards are coming back. I'm like, what the is this the 90s again? Like this is awesome. Well, and with dreadlocks, like I have a pretty fair argument against white people solving dreadlocks because <laughs> okay. Caucasian hair doesn't naturally dread. It doesn't. It mats. Ask Rob Zombie that. Oof. Well, his hair's matted. It's not dreaded. Mm. It's oh. not formed the way a dreadlock is. You have to use like artificial hair. You have to try really hard to get white hair to dread. And in Norse history, they never dreaded their hair. They had braids. They carried combs on their necklaces. They, there are books written by the English where they said Vikings were so strange because they bathed daily and they combed their hair and they combed their beards. And that wow. wasn't the norm in Europe. So for these new age boys to be like, I'm a Viking and I have dreadlocks is historically inaccurate. <laughs> So it would, it would be more accurate if they're like, no, we braid we braid our hair. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vikings did have some very elaborate braids. There are a lot of Scandinavian resources on what those looked like and the meanings behind them. Um, but there's no historical evidence that they ever dreaded their hair. There are other countries in Europe where they matted their hair, but they weren't dreading it. Now, before we get back on religion, I just have a quick question just for, yeah. it's just for mostly for the audience. The difference between matting and dreading, what is that? So matting occurs naturally with Caucasian hair types and some other hair types. Um, So it's not as well formed. It can look a little frizzy. It's dense. Whereas a dread, 
is a really well-formed lock. It's like a little chunk of hair in like a tube. Typically, there are other forms, Mm -hmm. Um, but it requires a little bit of work. Caucasian hair doesn't do it naturally. So you either have to add in synthetic hair. You have to do this crazy like back comb, crochet, weave situation. Cool. I, and that's why when you see white hippies, they have all that frizzy shit at the top of their head. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've noticed that. Because it mats naturally. It doesn't dread. Huh. Yeah. So, okay, well, thank you for educating me on that. I did not know that. And now the audience probably <laughs> is like, yeah, oh, here, no, no. I, like, that's what I love to hear that way. You, you have the knowledge, girl. You're educating my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> um, so you say you're a practicing witch, correct? Yes, that is, so, that is how I self-identify, yeah. <laughs> you practice using, sp- okay, I might sound ignorant no, as No, you're fine, fuck. you're fine, you're fine. Spells, hexes, curses, he- jinxes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, charms. Yeah. What the hell are all those? So there's a huge variance. There's a huge overlap. Yes. Um, different branches of witchcraft or paganism, um, which paganism largely just means... Uh, not an Abrahamic religion. It's it just means that you're not like a Christian, Catholic, Judaist, whatever. Um, in paganism, spells, charms, uh, rituals have a lot of overlap, um, and they are oftentimes using materials, mm-hmm. so bay leaves or candles, um, salt, ash, dirt, whatever. Jars are very typical, which I don't use, and I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, And they're meant to bring about change in some manner, typically positive or to block something, to protect something, whereas a hex or a curse is meant to harm generally one person or like a specific group of people, um, which is also controversial in some groups. (laughs) So a ritual can range from like a guided meditation in the woods to a week-long burning of a thing, burying a thing, eating a thing. Um, There's also sex magic, which can be a ritual. Hell yeah! Yeah. So there are many variances. You can use any kind of element. Um, Some people are very by the book. They have read on specific things. They follow those very specific guidelines. It's like cooking versus baking, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. With baking, you have to follow it to a T or the whole thing is just not going to work. Yeah. I'm more of a cook. I gather a bunch of ingredients. Well, this sounds like it would be delicious. Yeah, witchcraft sounds amazing. Yeah, so some people prefer to do the baking aspect where they use specific candles and specific oils. And then there's Mm -hmm. people like me who kind of just wing it. Whatever feels right, feels right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your gods tell you what's what's right or wrong. You're like, ah, you're doing it great. You're doing it good, buddy. Clap your fingers, clap your hands. Um, and, And in witchcraft, aside from the different religious aspects, so as I mentioned before you could be Norse or Greek or Mexican, whatever. Um, There are different types of practicing witches. So like a kitchen witch is different from like an ocean witch is different from someone who uses more crystals is different from someone who's more comfortable with candles. Like there are so many paths and you don't have to belong to one. You can be very eclectic with it. I might be, I guess, racist towards witches, I guess, but one second, did you say Mm -hmm. kitchen witch? Yeah, so kitchen witches... Um, the cauldron stuff? No, they're... Well, sometimes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Their craft tends to be focused around cooking and baking oh. and growing herbs and plants and 
um, decorating their kitchen as like their operating happy safe space. Um, yeah, it's kitchen, which is tend to be, in my opinion, really cute. I've never met a mean one, which is not to say they don't exist, but yeah. they, in, in my experience, tend to be like a little softer, a little nicer. So on those, so they make their spells inside their food craft. They imbue it. So, imbue it. Mm-hmm. One of my pretty simple rituals during fall, my like positive good start to my day is I typically drink black coffee, but if I'm a little pick me up, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll put in a little bit of whatever milk I'm using. And as I'm pouring it, I'm kind of visualizing my intention for the day. Do mm-hmm. I want to stay focused? Do I want to give more love? Do I want to get a bunch of things done? And then I'll pour in, let's say, like cinnamon nutmeg, right? And that's kind of like the the cherry on the cake. It's um, asking for like luck or love or joy. And when I stir it, it's kind of like me pulling that ritual together. So kitchen witches are similar in that they'll use specific ingredients sometimes to bring about joy, harmony, blessings. But a lot of their craft comes from the ritual of cooking, baking, growing, cleaning. I think I'm starting to like a lot. I, I really like kitchen witches now. They sound awesome. Like, hey, can mm-hmm. I? I want. Um, I want to get rich. Can you make me like? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I don't like carrot cake. Uh, can you make me like? Uh, well, there's like omelet? breads for that. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. They have specific. Wow. So our RPG games aren't kidding. They're like, yeah, no, this they is are not. Bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. It's all very ancient magic. See, mom and dad, I do play Final Fantasy for a reason. Mm-hmm. I learn. Um, actually, on that. With your spells, have you ever seen any results with the the spells that you cast on yourself, or if you if you were cast on cast them on others? Oh yeah. Um, for me, doing spells is not something I do frequently. It's more when I'm inspired or it feels necessary. So, um, by example, my partner Nate and I, when we started dating, he had all these problems going on in his life. Um, He had things stolen from him. He had career issues. He had relationship issues. He had housing issues. He had dog issues. And he kind of joked that he felt like he was cursed or hexed or there's something over him. Mm -hmm. So I did like a long cleansing ritual and everything cleared. Bullshit. Really? You can ask him. You can ask him. His his life just totally 180. I mean, that's not to say things were completely bad with him day to day. But all these things that had manifested started to clear um, hmm. I have done what's called manifestation pretty often, which is where you kind of visualize and focus and meditate on something and bring it to life. Um, especially with dream work. So before I go to bed, I tend to think about something I want or to experience and it normally comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've seen it for myself. I've seen it for other people. Wow. I've had experiences where people have paid me for things. Um, that actually, leads in, that actually leads into my next question. <laughs> Have you, are you a witch for hire if anybody needs help? Only if they're very close friends, typically. Because for me, I don't want my practice to be a business, which I understand for some people it is. But to me, that it's so draining. It takes so much of my energy. Yeah. And I don't have the bandwidth for it. I don't have the time for it. And for my practice, that would feel cheap. I don't think my gods would appreciate if I made a fuck ton of money off of doing rituals every single day for strangers that's just not my viewpoint and it works for other people and i'm not diminishing that 
So would you ever, if someone was to give you like, just like one person is like, hey, dude, mm-hmm. I have bad shit, bad, bad juju, bad mojo yeah, yeah. going on in my life. I am desperate for anything to work. Can I please give you a $2 million? Or, okay, let's play this game. <laughs> what is your, what is your minimum to at least do a ritual? Like, hey, dude, I'll give you $10. So if someone came to me. Uh-huh. And they said, everything in my life is terrible and yeah. I'm desperate. I would do it for free because that, that's, that's just how I operate. It's, it's an act of service. And to me, that's like the highest form of, of giving. That's an achievement. Um, I will say I had a man once reached out to me on Facebook uh-huh. a couple years ago. And he'd see me posting about my craft. And he said, I'm in a desperate spot and I need money. I have $10. Can I pay you $10 and have you do a spell for me? that will change my life. And I said, absolutely. Don't pay me now. Pay me when it comes to fruition. Uh-huh. So I do this spell and he doesn't pay me. And a couple of days go by and he says, well, I got all this money, but I actually don't feel like paying you. Bitch, not you, and, that guy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he blocks me. What a cunt. So, so, right. So I'm sitting there, I'm reflecting on it and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's on him, right? That's his karmatic energy, whatever. And that week I got a raise. I got really good tips from my job. Uh-huh. I was, had an opportunity to make a side hustle, make more money. I found a check from a family member who had sent me something for the birthday and had just gotten lost in the card. So in my mindset, I had put that intention in the universe and he responded in a Negative. improper, rude way. Yeah. So life gave it back to me. Wow. I mean, yeah. oh, first of all, everybody give it up for Mercury uh, for at least like <laughs> doing the effort of, uh, what are they called? Just going through with the entire the entire bullshit yeah. process of this bullshit yeah. guy. But wow, you're so sweet enough to not be like, hey, don't even pay me. <laughs> but next time, take the money up front. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that bullshit. Yeah, that's that's another part of why I don't typically do for higher projects. If Again, if a friend reaches out and it's like, I really need guidance. I have friends... Um, who will say like, hey, can we swap tarot readings or rune readings or whatever mm-hmm. or dream interpretation? And I'm down for that if I have the energy or the bandwidth for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't see myself doing things for hire unless someone really, really, really needed it. If someone was like, I things are going good, but I want more and I want better and I want this promotion, just just work at it, my dude. Like I want it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, on that, you were mm-hmm. talking about um, witchcraft and Wicca. What yeah. is actually the difference? Because you said you had something ab- about that. Um, so Wicca is a specific branch. And that's not to say it has totally hard and fast rules. Like with any branch, there are things set in stone historically or in books. But that doesn't mean you have to follow it 180% or whatever. Um, So Wicca typically observes two deities. There's a god and a goddess or a male energy and a female energy. Um, If you've ever seen like the crescent moon with the full moon in the circle with the crescent moon on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Wiccan symbol. And that's the, yeah, that's the three, three lives of their, their female or femme energy goddess. Um, Wiccans are very nature-based and again, I find that it's kind of a beginner's practice. It's super accessible. It came from Europe. It sprouted around the end of the 19- 1800s to early 1900s. So it's 
kind of new. It's based off old practice, but it's one of the newer ones. Um, a lot of hippies kind of used it back in the day. Mm. And again, it's just like, it's known. People know about it. Um, in the craft, most of the things they did are based off Wicca. So using the ephame or like the dagger and calling on the four elements and the coven, uh, the rule of three, which I do not prescribe to, is mm. anything you put out in the universe comes back threefold. So if you curse someone, you will be harmed three times. Oof. If you do good, you will get it back threefold. And to me, that, like, that's bullshit. It doesn't feel right to me. And again, I'm not diminishing anyone else's experience or talking down, but to me, that's a little crap. Like I should be able to live my life. And if I want to put a hex on someone who deserves it, I shouldn't expect I'll be harmed. Like I can't always walk the path of light. Um, similarly, if I'm doing good things to be rewarded, that is also wrong. Hmm. Um, in witchcraft, most of us tend to observe what is called shadow work. Shadow and, work. Mm-hmm. That's where you look at your most flawed parts or the hardest parts to deal with and the dark things inside you and you make peace with it and you work on it. And if you don't do your shadow work and you try to just focus on the the growth and the fun and the love, you ignore the balance of the world. You ignore the balance of yourself. So it's almost, almost like you have to work for something, but you have to put in the, the effort to get to that spot. Yeah, all the way around. You, you can't oh. just say like, I walk the path of righteousness and light. You have to observe the rest of the equation. So to me, rule of three, most wicked things don't work for me. But... Mm. I I respect Wiccans. I do, but there's a lot of things they tend to say that give me eye rolls. And you're over here like you're cringy. Yeah, and and there are good ones that I know. It just it's not for me. It has never appealed to me. Whatever. So Faruza Ball came up to you and was like, "Believe in my shit, or I'm gonna stab you with this dagger." You're like, "Fuck you, bitch." (laughs) More or less. (laughs) (laughs) On. I don't know if this has to pertain to the shadow work and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. what do you personally struggle struggle with witchcraft? Um, For me, because we live in such a modern tech-driven society, it is hard for me to connect. Um, There are urban witches who find their magic in like public transportation and city streets and laptops. Yeah. um, I... I am very old school. I need to be outside. I need to be in nature. I need to be disconnected from modern things. I struggle to kind of blend the two. Um, so when I do connect, it's very beautiful and I do it daily, but I'm most powerful and comfortable um, when I'm not in my general home surroundings. I find it hard to be focused with school and work and whatever and then balance in my witchcraft and my spirituality. So you would prefer mm-hmm. to be out there. Well, is this ha- does this have to do with the aspect of religion you believe in? Or could you still practice your witchcraft at home? I mean, yeah, we, you kind of kind yeah. of explained it. But do you prefer to be outside in nature, r- running around the dirt? I don't know what you do out there. We're <laughs> 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 like putting leaves on you and shit like that. Uh-huh. But you prefer to do that versus being at home and like on uh, sitting on a pillow 
yeah. I don't know, candles and stuff. Yeah, a little a little column A, a little column B. Um I I mean, I love my smartphone. Mm-hmm. I love playing Ring Fit on the Switch. Like there are things yes. that I love that are techie. Um, but honestly, like when I perform spells or I'm connecting to my gods or my spirit guides. I hike barefoot quite a bit. I'll climb trees barefoot. I will meditate in the trees with the wind and the breeze. That's fun. Um, I performed uh, solo sex magic in trees before. What? (laughs) So sex magic is using like pleasure, orgasm, whatever, to bring out power, to connect. And everyone's looks different. So for me, like barefoot climbing a tree and meditating and connecting to one of my gods or goddesses and then like masturbating and bringing that orgasm to like full blinding power is Rock something roll. I cherish. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. You legit. Okay. First of all, you went on a hike barefoot. So brave you, brave. Well, like, I'll, you. I'll, I'll bring my shoes. Oh. But, like I tend, I will take them off at some point. I tend to go off trail. Uh, I will grass. Well, grass or like going through streams, creeks, mountains, whatever. Yeah. So the second part, you Mm -hmm. climbed up a tree. That's Mm -hmm. fair. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves doing Mm -hmm. that. But you legit climbed a tree, Mm -hmm. had your 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 connection with your gods, Mm -hmm. and then you just flicked the bean. Oh yeah, absolutely. Up in a tree. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm in tuned to my to my practice there and for me uh personal pleasure is such a good way for me to connect with certain parts of my practice hmm yeah well okay well I mean, there's 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 fertility gods and goddesses right in yeah yeah religion. um so it's it's no different to me you wouldn't care if like someone uh, it, it's not i mean do you girl do you enjoy mm-hmm. your enjoy enjoy flicking the bean mm-hmm. but you don't, you didn't, if anybody walked by, you'd be like, hey, I'm just practicing magic. Ah, give me a second. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I would stop. I mean, consent is a thing. I'm not yeah. trying to, but I tend to do that in very, um, what sort of? Spur of the moment. It's spur of the moment. Well, no, like uh, uh, places that few people are. Like, I again, um, I'll go way off trail or into like an uninhabited area. Um, I mean, I'm an exhibitionist if we're going to derail, but. Hell yeah. <laughs> if I'm doing a, a ritual or any kind of spell work, I don't want to be interrupted. Oh, nobody does, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's, huh. Mm-hmm. So if, but if somebody walked by and they're like, hey, and you'd be like, hey, give me a minute. I'll, I'll come and talk to you in a minute. <laughs> Just right now, give, give me my moment. I have been up in the trees, not doing that, but just like meditating up there and had people walk by and kind of just stare at me and I'll be like, hello. No one's asked me yet what I'm doing in the tree. Like they just move on. <laughs> I sure should be like, no, well, climbing the tree is like, who, who doesn't like to climb a tree? Everyone yeah. used to do it as a kid. But if you're up there just masturbating <laughs> and I'm just like, huh. This world's awesome. I'm gonna just, yeah. I'm just gonna fuck off now. <laughs> I'm gonna give her a moment. I'm gonna give her. I'll bring her a little cigarette afterwards. Right. <laughs> um. In. So besides the masturbation, mm-hmm. what areas of life has witchcraft actually helped you the most besides reaching a fantastic orgasm? Yes. Um. <laughs> kind of like a sense of self. It's very easy for me to feel lost and alone, and like people 
I don't want to sound like mid 2000s hot topic, but misunderstood <laughs> is something I feel really easily. So to connect with my practice and my witchcraft, I find a better sense of understanding. I'm more focused. I'm more balanced. Um, protected definitely is something I mm-hmm. feel generally. I mean, you know things about my life, but I've survived all of them. Yeah. That's a lot of self-persistence and self-reliance, but I also do feel like I have been watched over for most of it. Um, Something I will say about you from everything that you've told me, uh, for everyone out there, Mercury is, out of all the shit that's happened, is a fantastic human. That's why I'm so lucky to interview this person because holy shit. Ooh, this girl needs a hug. Ooh, girl, this girl needs some, <laughs> this girl needs like more than a hug. She needs like any 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 guys, girls, whatever the hell you identify out there. If you find some whiskey, don't be an asshole and give it to her. Give it to them. Give it how, how, I, pronoun. I forgot to ask for pronouns. Oh, what you're you, fine. She, her are good. Yeah. Cool. Thank so you. give it to her because she needs it. I need it too, but holy shit, I want to give this girl a hug. And But the gods have protected her. I'm so happy that you found something so beautiful as what you're, what you're describing now. Like, I thought witchcraft was like, <laughs> hell yeah, look at me. I'm a, I don't know what the, the fuck you're going to call it, but yeah, no, I, you make witchcraft sound fun. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. What were you trying to say? Oh, I have no idea at this point. Okay, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> You're good. Oh, I, I think it was the whole question was like, uh, where, where has it helped you in your life? Oh, yeah. So definitely just finding balance and identity, I guess would be the right term. I'm a solo witch, which means I'm not in a coven. I don't practice rituals with others. I do have groups where I talk to the people about my experiences, but I rarely find that overlap, nor do I feel the need to practice with other people. So you're a, you're a lone wolf. You like to yeah. like travel on your, your own one wolf pack. Yeah, I just, I don't, I know people who follow my specific branch or brand of faith, but I don't know anyone whose values line up with me so much that I would be dead set on um, practicing with them. Although, if we're talking astrology, that's very much accessible because people who perform astrology tend to have the same exact thoughts because it's all laid out the signs are this, the charts are this, whatever. So that I can talk about most people with and feel connected. Whereas when I'm talking about my Norse gods or how I do rituals, it's more of a discussion and less like a shared experience. Like climbing up a tree. Like climbing up a tree. I know people who do that too. They do the same thing. I'm just fucking with you, man. No, you're good. (laughs) So with on that, Oh, I lost my train of thought. I just thought of like this joke no, you're has good. to come out. Um, <laughs> with astrology, that's what I was going to ask you. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I'm a person, and obviously, I mean, I have my reasons to believe that it's it's. It, it, I, be- I have my reasons to believe it. it I what I believe in. Mm-hmm. I think astrology is kind of bullshit, but it's. But it, I mean, hopefully, it doesn't offend anybody out there. But like the whole like. I'm a Virgo and then there's like the Pisces and the Aquarius and the Cancers and the Libras and the Geminis and shit. Well, let me, let me explain something. Please do. You're going to make it sound fun. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) So I, first of all, will never care if someone doesn't believe in astrology or tarot or whatever. That's fine. I'm not going to be offended. Same same thing if I meet someone who is, um, 
Christian or Hindu or whatever, I will never be offended that someone doesn't share my beliefs. I cherish that. I have mm-hmm. agnostic friends. I have strong atheist friends. It's fine. <laughs> the thing about astrology is people look at the sign they're born under. This is called our sun sign, right? Okay. My birthday is February 22nd. Makes me a Pisces. So I can look at my horoscope. I can look at the memes, whatever. Your sun sign is only who you are outwardly. What do you mean by that? So in astrology, okay, so let's talk about this. So geographically, where you're born, when you're born, both things, is what we use to determine your sign. Okay. So if you're born, let's say, the middle of June, I think that's Gemini, typically, you're Gemini, right? Yeah. In astrology, they look at not only what time, like what day, uh, hour, minute, but they look at geographically where you are. Because from a scientific standpoint, this also is part of it, the planets and stars are aligned in a specific way at that moment. Yeah. And that's, that's true. We just yeah. know that, right? Everything moves. But that affects your chart. So you might be whatever sign you are, Virgo. but these other planets, these other stars, these other whatevers are in different positions and that affects your sign. You're a Virgo, but your mm-hmm. whole being isn't Virgo. You've got other things in your chart. What do you mean? So your sun is your outside. So it's what you give to the world typically. That's your base personality. I give nothing to the bitches. <laughs> Very Virgo of you. Um, your moon is who you are inwardly. That's more of like your internal workings. Your mercury is your rational. It's how you communicate. Your Venus is how you love. So on and so forth. So if we look at where the planets and the stars are aligned at the exact time, date, and place you were born, it creates your chart. So for example, my sun sign is Pisces, which makes me intuitive and emotional and loving and sometimes a little gullible. But my moon, my inside is a Gemini. And Gemini are air signs. They tend to be flighty. They're hot, cold. They're very intense. They love to ask questions. They're passionate. Um, my Venus is an Aries. And Aries are fire signs. They are devoted. They are loyal. They are intense. So on and so forth. Mm. So am I a Pisces? Yes. But I also have all these other aspects. So if I were to ask you, like, give me the whole, like, shebang-a-bang about, like, Virgo signs, could you mm-hmm. easily... Um, what I'm asking is almost, I don't know if it's about fate or destiny, but mm-hmm. if I asked you, like, hey, I'm a Virgo, could you read me, like, a book? And would you be like, yes or no, or maybe so, or, like, does the I whole... I could name parts of you, right? Uh, so Virgos, they try to be organized. They are very specific about their way of life. They... <laughs> organized, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I'll get to it. They love to do things their way. True, true. Um, they tend to be a little bit social, but they stick to like the same two or three people. Yes. If they just hung out with like their partner and maybe call their best friend once and again, that'd probably be enough. They'll go to an event and they'll enjoy it, but they normally need like drugs or alcohol to kind of interact. <laughs> you got me so well. <laughs> uh, they can be sort of difficult to communicate with sometimes because their brand of thinking is a little bit different. A fucking man. Yeah. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, they all have their different characteristics. Obviously, again, that's just your sun sign, so that's your outward. Um, if I knew your 
birth time, birth place. I could draw your whole chart and we could talk about it sometime. Hell, we could do that for another podcast episode if you wanted. For sure. Maybe I might change the date just because I would rather remain an enigma to these people. Oh, Bay Area people. Well, you we could do it for someone else. We could do it for someone else. Um, <laughs> we'll do so it for a celebrity. Me, <laughs> well, no, that's not a bad one. Um, that's a good idea. So a fun story. I was at a house party uh, mm-hmm. just, just before the pandemic. And I only knew one person there, the person who had brought me. Yeah. And astrology comes up and everyone's like, oh, it's bullshit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. And the host of the party looks me dead across and he goes, all right, Amanda, what's my sign? I went, you're totally a Leo. And the whole party erupts in laughter. Like people are falling over, having fits. He and I are locked eyes and he's just dazed and confused. And I went, I'm right, aren't I? And he goes, Yeah. So Leos are known for being self-centered. <laughs> uh, they uh-huh. care about the perception others have of them, and they always want to be praised and acknowledged. They have self-esteem is their big thing. They're very prideful, like a lion. So they're like frat boys. They can be. They're like Instagram models who thrive off of likes. Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, hmm. So oh, I, wow, so I, you literally can read anybody. Not anybody. It depends. Because again, your sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, whatever, play a point. But if someone's sun is so outwardly them, yeah, I, I can read you like a fucking book. Um, I can I can spot some people. Like I tend to know who Geminis are, but mm-hmm. it, it all depends. Huh. So yeah. essentially, what Merc- to the audience, audience, essentially what Mercury is saying, none of you None of you out there are individuals. You guys are a fucking book. You guys, there is nothing special about you. We are all a simple, what, how many astrology signs are there? 12. You are all 12 people in the world. You guys are like the, like, what was that show? The Like Avatar. You're either fire, earth, wind, or water. Nothing <laughs> those, special those about you. Those are the elements for, uh, for astrology, yes. Um, well, and... I wouldn't say that. I would say everyone is special and individualistic um, because there are so (laughs) many parts of your chart that fall into different things. And like, if people don't want to be categorized, which has happened, you don't have to be. But also every single person who's a non-believer who I've read a chart to became kind of a believer. Well, I mean, you kind of, it was kind of (laughs) creepy you telling me like all that shit. I'm like, Girl, get off my fucking, I don't know, my, my Facebook. Get off my Facebook, all right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, ooh, that, uh-huh. I know people who will hear like, oh, he's a Taurus, and they'll never talk to that Taurus again. I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, okay, that's where I, I, I kind of get the whole, yeah. like, that's bullshit part. Well, every, every now and then, I'll be talking to someone, and they'll say their sign. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Or, oh, that makes sense. Um, I will never say I would avoid one sign in specific. I will say, however... I have a sister I'm very close to, but we spent many years not talking and she was very difficult to be around. Mm -hmm. I met a guy and was involved with a guy of the same sign. And I would joke like, you are one of two of the sign that I like. And then he fucked me over. And I was like, well, I guess my intuition was there. Mm. (laughs) So in turn, Mm -hmm. like you said, you're not, you don't try to avoid anybody, but- But I might not be surprised at the same time. I see. I see. <laughs> is there a, if we're still on the astrology for a little yeah. bit, is there a sign that you are not a huge fan of? Um, 
is so in reference. Remember, also, there's a bunch of people listening. So if they're like, hey, I'm that son, I guess me and her can't be friends, huh? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm a Pisces, which is a water sign. Cool. Um, I tend to do pretty well with other water signs. I tend to not do well with fire. Fire and water makes steam. It's hot. It dissipates. It's not stable. Um, Scorpio, I Ooh. will be very, very passionate with. I'll be very strong with, but it burns out. We do not always see eye to eye. We'll bond on very intense things, but it doesn't work out. Gemini is a stick for me. I get along with them really, really, really well. But then there are aspects of them where I need to pull back pretty immediately where I'm like, oh God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than those two, I don't think there are any I've encountered where I'm like, I will never talk to a person of this or I can't deal with this sign. Um, so yeah, Scorpio and Gemini are kind of iffy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you wouldn't avoid them, but you'd be like, oh, I'm going to have a quick conversation, say, say my hellos and then fuck off out of here. And I'll go <laughs> hang out with another, I don't know, Libra. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe you said that because Why? I legit, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day uh-huh. and I have eight very close Libras in my life. Like my best friend, my ex-boyfriend who was really cool. Um, some of my witch friends, my best friend's roommate. Like I just realized very recently because we are just leaving Libra season that most of my close friends are Libras. Like hmm. almost all of them are fucking Libra. So you, I, I got, so I can read you now too. Ha! Yeah, giving you the power. Yeah, Woo! I'm a witch, guys. Everybody, listen out there. I'm a witch. If you guys need my help, I will ask the gods. And if they say no, I mean, <laughs> fuck me. I'm sorry. I gotta listen to the gods, you know. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. So I don't know. I for how's this? Mm-hmm. There is a lot to talk about on astrology. And it seems like you're the absolute expert. If you're willing to come back on to astrology, I would love to have you yeah. on another episode. Let's do it. Talk All right. But let's get back to witch, uh, witchcraft. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Whew, girl, you educate <laughs> the shit out of me. <laughs> so um, on spells, back on spells, just because I have a, a few more questions than that. Are there any spells or incantations that you like using Mm. so i i jive really well with fire it's cleansing um it tends to be earth friendly because you're destroying something not adding to the environment in a negative way Mm -hmm. um so i mentioned earlier i don't do spell work with jars typically Um, I mean, if I'm keeping a jar, that's one thing, but there are many people who bury jars, glass jars. That's not good that, for the environment. That's not good for the environment. Yeah. And you never hell? unbury a jar. No, there's, I mean, a few spells where you do, but typically you leave the jar on the ground and that's a very, very old practice and it's huge in, um, Poland. well, and like voodoo, for example, has a lot yeah. of that or, or other such things. Um, I personally do not bury jars. It isn't good for the ground it isn't good for the earth it stays there for fucking ever it's not what i want so my spell work tends to be candles uh crystals essential oils meditation um anything that doesn't leave an imprint um i try to buy ethically sourced things from small businesses uh cruelty free vegan whatever 
Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> no, hey, thank Honestly, thank you for, for helping out the environment. I really, really appreciate that. Yes, I'm one of those people like don't ask for a bag because it's like, yeah. what, what the fuck am I going to do with it afterwards? I'm going to probably throw it away and it's not, it's not going to be good for the environment. Yeah. There's like a turtle who eats that shit. Well, and I've been having such a hard time during the pandemic because I was using mesh bags for fruits and vegetables before. Ooh. I was using jars for like nuts and grains. Um, I was using my own shopping bags. And with the pandemic, you can't do those things. Yeah. So I try to get paper bags because I can use those for recycling or I'll reuse the shopping bags as trash bags, but whatever. Not the Mm -hmm. point. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, are there, so you were talking about your spells that you, that Mm -hmm. you like to practice. What are the spells that you're like, I tend to gravitate towards this spell because it helps me in X, Y, Z or this one or X, Y, Z. Um, So I don't do anything by the book. I will look up resources or guidelines and modify it. My big thing is I like to take a candle in a specific color because they all have meanings and I will carve it in a pattern or with runes and I'll turn off all the lights and I'll light it, anoint it with oil. I'll put on my pagan playlist. I'll meditate. (laughs) I'll stretch. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, I'll think on the thing. I might chant. Uh, I might burn paper with specific words on it, depending on the meaning or sigils. Um, Ooh, that's most, yeah, that's my most basic ritual that I perform the most often. Um, very is it for, few things. Is it for a specific reason, though? A little bit of everything. Like if someone in my life needs luck or to lift a hex or um, if I'm lost in something. I will say... Because I, I don't know if you're going to ask it. There's one type of ritual I will never fucking do. I was going to ask that next. You were. Okay, great. Uh, and I have my reasons. Love spells. Okay, okay. We're getting somewhere. Why? So, to me, there's a difference between asking for help with your relationship There's a difference between saying I need confidence to ask this person out. There's a difference between saying I need communication for my husband, wife, partner, whatever, and asking your deities to make someone love you. Hmm. There's this quote from a movie, and it's never start a marriage with a kidnapping. That is, that is, what I, the, those are definitely words to live by in yeah. whatever sense, even witchcraft and reality <laughs> are real. <laughs> so if you, if you invoke all your power and you ask all your gods and my gods would never do this for me, but in some faiths, maybe they would. If you put all of your religious leaning into saying, I need X, Y, and Z to have a crush on me or date me or fall in love with me. To me, that's manipulating someone. To me, yeah. whether it works or not, you're not using consensual safe practice. I will never do a love spell. They are very prevalent in some cultures. I have been kicked out of one specific witch group because I took a stance and said, I don't believe in doing love spells. And they said, well, this is part of someone's ingrained culture. You are disrespecting them and you're a, you know, a Caucasian femme presenting person. And I went, no, no, I get it. And my intention is not to offend this specific culture, race, religion, but to me, it's not something smart or safe to do all the way around. So this, is it right to say coven? Um, no, not in this case, because it wasn't a coven, but it was like a... Group? Just like a group, like a Facebook group, yeah. So these gr- this group of people would 
practice those type of love spells. Like, no, this person will fall in love with this person. Some, some people did. Yeah. Um, wow. It is part of some older practices. That's fine. And I'm not saying you're not allowed to do it, but to me, that's my stance. And that's many people's stance as well. It's outdated. It's weird to me. It's wrong. Isn't that how, how like Voldemort came into power, like to the, to the thing? Like it, didn't, <laughs> sort of, didn't, yeah. it was, right? Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a Harry Potter nerd myself, but I know, a, I know a lot of fuck ton of people who are Harry Potter nerds and like, yeah, it's, yeah. That's how Voldemort started. Yeah. Um, I've had this conversation with a few other friends, but something we've had to work on is emotional and spiritual influence. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a room with someone and they're grumpy and everyone else is having fun and they're so grumpy and upset that like it brings the mood down? Yeah, me. Just kidding. No, that's <laughs> no, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> we feel we can emotionally influence in the same way without being in person. So uh. if I'm thinking about someone or a couple people or whatever, and I have a very specific mindset, it can manifest and manipulate that situation, good or bad. Hmm. So we've had to work on detaching ourselves from doing that unless it's intentional. And that's forbidden in some circles and some covens. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can imagine why. Yeah. And it's very easy, but it's something that comes to me naturally. It always has. And that's not to say I could look at someone and completely, you know, 180 their mood or 180 their mindset. But it's very, very, very easy for me to influence someone the way that I want them to be if I put the pen to paper or if I accidentally focus on it for too long. So if I was in a pissy mood, you'd be I mean, for me, if you just hung out with me and you're, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. if I'm in a pissy mood, just get me a fucking margarita and I'll, I'll be all right. Don't cast a spell on me, please, man. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I would never without consent. I always ask consent for spells and rituals. I've hit up friends where I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about you and I really wanted to do a rune reading for you, but only with your permission. Um, huh. Okay. I, I, there's this TikTok. So witch talk is the thing, right? Oh my fucking God. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Why not? I love it. Uh, my little sister is starting to get into it. And she sent me one from Witch Talk that was like, you need to stop manifesting your crush in your dreams. You need to stop trying to manifest this person you like, whatever. And I was like, oh God, that's so on point for me. <laughs> because I have done that within the last year or so where I'll think about someone where like our relationship's kind of rocky, but I want it to work. Mm-hmm. And I won't force them to love me. I won't force them to want me, but it'll kind of push that envelope of like, let's stretch this out. Let's make it good for a little bit longer. You just want, like any relationship, you just want the, like, the good times to keep rolling. Just one one little drop left. Squeeze it for Yeah, and it, it's, it's unrealistic. Yeah, and it always ends up in flames. So that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're telling me. Look at all my fucking ex-girlfriends. Jesus Christ. That's... <laughs> Well, not all of them, not all of them. So I'm friends with some of them still, but some of them I'm like, oh, do not fucking talk to me. You are filthy woman. You are filthy. Man, try being polyamorous. <laughs> I could not even fucking imagine <laughs> what you're going through. And I only have like one girlfriend at a time because, oh boy, I can't imagine. Oh man, good good luck. Good luck. Thank Everybody, you, give you. it up for Mercury for, for <laughs> dealing with, bull, deal, again, the, the bullshit I'm talking about, I'm not fucking around. She deals with, I don't know, about more shit than you do, but she's dealing with a lot of shit. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Actually, you were talking about a spell, like the love spells and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have the, um a copy of the, the Grimorium Verum. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. 
with like it was like originated from King Solomon's like uh, spell work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was like this weird spell I read because I, I wasn't going to practice it. I was just curious because I'm I'm I well, first of all, my mom is like, dude, you do not bring that shit in this house. Like you don't even bring in a Ouija board in this house. I'm like, mom, it's just it, it's just like it's just like pieces of paper. Hasbro makes that shit. What, 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 what wrong is Hasbro? They made Transformers. What's wrong with that shit? But anyways, so the Grimorium fa- ver- Grimorium Verum mm-hmm. has a spell where, like, you give like three rings. You like do these like this, this incantation, or you you say these little words. You give like three rings to these people, like that you want to like you know maybe bang, mm-hmm. and then you like go to your you go to your room, like excuse yourself after dinner, go to your room, and then like leave your window open, and like these three girls will go into your room and almost like in a trance state. And you could be like, I want eeny, meeny, miny, you. Let's fuck. And they all, mm-hmm. all the other two piss off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is there something similar? To, is that like a love spell? Or, I mean, the Grimorium Verum with King Solomon. I'll ask you about King Solomon in a second. With, King, with the Grimorium Verum, could that be taken as a witchcraft? Or is that more along the lines of like, I mean, some of the spells I'm reading are like, who? that's, I would not do that one because that's, that's that's delving into like a uh something i'm not really comfortable with right is this a form of witchcraft or like you can find these books everywhere by the way everybody is that a form of witchcraft or is that a form of like hypnotism or i don't know what you even call it it's black magic black magic okay so that's what i meant to say (laughs) no so so the grimorium the one the grimorium verum first of all is nonsense uh, it claims cool. to have been translated or transported from a specific source, and it's not. It's hysteria. It has gained traction over the years. I do not consider it a palpable source. It is a couple of men wanking over this idea that they can have ultimate power. Um, Damn it. <laughs> it. It's considered black magic. Some people believe in it. Some people have found their power through it, whatever, so I'm not dismissing that. Um but that's why rituals such as that are so dark and creepy and weird. And they may not manifest as three women coming directly to your bedroom. It may manifest as three of your crushes Snapchatting you their titties. Like, uh. <laughs> right. So I wouldn't say with most spells, it's not like you do A plus B and you'll definitely get C. It's more interpretable. So again, let's say you did do a spell that was meant to attract three people and you got your pick. It probably wouldn't present as them all coming to your bedroom it would probably present as them being in your life like appearing with interest to you if you went through this with intention if you believed in it if it worked out um so i can't bang any woman in the world god damn it god damn it (laughs) (laughs) with the actually i do have a few books and now that i'm kind of like now that i have you well here Mm -hmm. could you be like bullshit 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 true if i know them yeah absolutely the, the lesser, greater, and testament of King Solomon. You know, I'm not super familiar. I think it is written more from a historically translated point, but I don't know enough that I could speak to it well. Okay, the only I think. Oh shoot, I might have to do that one later because now I'm, I'm like blanking on all the books that I own about mm. that. No worries. Uh, yeah, it was just the Grimorium Verum, and then the King, the lesser. Lesser key, greater key, and testament. And if for, for everyone who doesn't know that out there, 
there's a dude. Well, you may be able to explain this a lot better since I don't know if he's your king. He's your god. Well, it's apparently his name is the, the king of witches. But um, yeah, a, there's a a spell books that he learned mm-hmm. or that he he was given by angel michael angel gabriel or whatever like an angel came to him he got a badass ring he was able to control demons he's able to do like exorcisms and like he's like a pokemon master i can't explain it any better than that but he made he wrote these spells out and he's like here everybody in the world whoever wants to read this these are how i did it good luck also that you might get possessed be very careful you have to be as strong and powerful (laughs) like me Ooh, i'm hercules but to you, to the question to you, mm-hmm. King Solomon, what is he to you? Um, so, I mean, Christian Catholic. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so I have a different viewpoint of Solomon. Um, I mean, he has more presence in the Hebrew Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and we're talking about Jerusalem. So for me personally, uh, Solomon does not come into play with my faith. Um, Nor I forgot. Yeah, no worries. I don't know a ton of people who he's relevant to now. Again, it tends to be more in the like, I don't want to say abstract, but there is, have you seen Hereditary? Yes. Okay. You know the demonology they go into at the end? Yeah. That's all very real. The, I, won't, I won't say like the, the rituals or the things coming alive, but that specific cult, so to speak, is real. And Ooh. there, to me, is a hard line between things like Solomon, demonology, chaos magic, black magic, and then the rest of modern paganism. So the way Psalms presented and the way you're talking about is on the other side of my fence. It's not, not something I engage in, not something I'm looking at, whatever. He's definitely not your king. Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs> nah, fuck that guy. He's a, he's a, he's a hack. <laughs> so that's that. Okay, so now I'm learning about... Okay, now I'm learning even more about... I should have just came to you. I'm like, girl, did, should I read this shit? Is this, is, this, is this bullshit or not? Well, and so it's, it's different for everyone. So the episode went on for longer than I expected. We definitely had a lot to say. So unfortunately, I am going to end the episode here. But please... Tune in on Halloween night for the second part of this installment of Interview with the Witch. Hope you're all having fun listening to Mercury explain to us the ins and outs of witchcraft. I sure as hell am. Take it easy, everyone. Bye. Silver Tongue Audio.